Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Neighborish Livecast. I'm Super Dave, aka Mr. Incredible, and we have a great show for you tonight. And um, it's been a lot going on in the city, in the country, in the world, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, Aisha should be in with us in a minute. We got a great guest coming on, my brother Carl. Um, uh, he's a really dope individual. He's been doing a lot um, in the in the city uh, to help. A lot of people, man. So it's gonna be a dope show, man. Y'all kicking with me for a while. Um, you know, I'm a little out of sorts right now. It's just been a lot going on this week, man. It's a lot of heavy stuff. You know, I always say I like to keep it light, keep it chill on the show, but man, it's so much going on right now, man. We gotta address a few things. Um, I wanna start um by talking about a, a, a couple of unfortunate, untimely passings. Um, I know you guys have heard today the the amazing actor uh, uh, Michael K. Williams uh, passed away. Um, all the reports right now were just saying that he was found in a in an apartment in New York, and um, you know the the idea of a possible drug overdose is floating around and things of that nature. But um, it's it's nothing confirmed yet, and so with that type of stuff, I like to hold off on on all that until everything is confirmed. But he has passed away, an amazing actor, over uh, 100, so um, on his IMDb page, he has 111 credits, 111 acting credits. Um, of course, most known, most notably for his, um, uh, his role as Omar on The Wire. Uh, that's where, you know, um, even though he did a few things before that, that's probably where he was most recognized from. Uh, he got the most critical acclaim and we really put him on the map as an actor. Uh, he's done amazing work with things like, um, I know, uh, The Sopranos and uh, the Chris Rock movie, How uh, I Think I Love My Wife, and just just a lot of other things. He most recently did the um, that DMX tribute on BET, where um, I think Method Man went first and did a DMX verse, and then he came on after and did a DMX verse, like, as DMX. It was dope. Um, just an amazing talent, man. I remember seeing him on Law and Order, and just um, the 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 focus and, and his ability to emote. I talk about that a lot as an actor. The ability to to express emotion and put you in a position where you feel what the character is going through more than looking at a person who's trying to act, but actually feeling like this character is going through it and sympathizing for this character. And he was able to do that. And the first time I really saw him do that. Um, was on uh, Law and Order uh, and one of the characters that he played. And just, just an immense, amazing actor. It will be, uh, you know, uh, greatly missed in the Hollywood community and to fans like myself, people who just enjoy his work. So, uh, you know, of course, thoughts and prayers. Um, you know, we get tired of saying thoughts and prayers so much, but it's just been so much going on lately. And, and, and it's heavy, man, it's heavy. And we're going to get into all of that because, of course, September is suicide awareness month um and so we, we got to talk about mental health or i know we talk about it a lot on this show but it's something that we really need to discuss uh how we deal with grief how we deal with with passes and things of that nature um also um a, a, a really um an awesome young man who who i went to school with by the name of dupree Bodie, uh passed away last week um uh, from COVID, and it was it, it was somewhat of a shock. Uh, from what I'm reading about him, um, it was a two week period 
from from him from him um becoming diagnosed with it until until him being uh until him passing away uh last week and, and it kind of shook me man because he was a really good dude you know um he and I weren't close or you know um like good friends or anything like that but but he was around like uh, a lot of people that I consider brothers that I consider really close and, and good friends. People like, like Sam Snead, shout out to Sam Snead, Big Snack, Big Sam, the ticket man. Um, and just a few other people, uh, my man, James Norman, shout out to James Norman, went to um, JC, went to Hine and Eastern with us. Um, just, just people who I'm really cool with consider him like a brother. And so, you know, it, it Friends of them was friends of mine, you know, and he was always a good dude, you know, and um, yeah, this whole COVID thing is getting crazy, man. I saw a post, um, you know, I wanted to touch on the fact that the measure of a man, um, you know, we always talk about, or people always try to measure, you know, um, people's worth in like success or money or different these these things that and i mean it's, it's tangible things it's human nature but in my 41 years on this earth one thing that i've learned with a degree of certainty is that the the measure of a man is in the faces of the people that he's touched in the the emotions of the lives that he's touched along his life and to see the outpouring of love for this dude uh, on his Facebook, on his social media, man, just to see all the people that that made it a point, you know, it, when you don't have to say nothing, but these people who made it a point to say something, to, to, to post pictures, to, to not just say, you know, rest in peace, but actually post stories and talk about how this dude touched their life and made their life different and, and affected them personally. And, and seeing stuff like that is, is just, um, it's awe-inspiring, it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, uh, it's sad that this brother had to go so soon. And I um, wanted to read uh, uh, one of the posts from his page uh, that I saw a young lady has said, and, and I really like the sentiment was so, was powerful. And it says a lot about what's going on right now. It's the young lady, and I'm not gonna say her name um, just because, you know, I don't know her and I don't wanna, you know, put her out there like that, but um, and not that it's anything negative, because what she said was uh, just lost a co-worker to COVID, killed within two weeks. Um, please, whether you decide to take the vaccine or not, take precautions. Wear your mask. If you're scared or unsure about getting the vaccine or, you know, anything, take someone with you. Read up on it. Find out information. Her sentiment um, it, it's something that I share, man. Whether you decide to get vaccinated or not, man, um, wh whatever you believe about this whole situation, man, people are losing their lives. So, so please, please take it seriously. Take precautions, you know, whether it's wearing masks, whether it's staying in the house, whether it's whatever, whatever you feel is comfortable for you. And if you feel like, you know what I'm saying, you shouldn't do any of that stuff, just, just be safe, man. Be safe out here. You know, um, it's all I can really say but shout out to that young lady and, and you know um blessings to this dude's family and friends and and all all the people who poured out love and and, and care for him um you know it's tough it's tough when you lose somebody especially because this dude graduated with me and, and i'm seeing a lot of my friends you know who were closer to him and, and 
anytime you lose someone that's that's close to you, it, it makes you think of your own mortality, right? So uh, you, you start to contemplate, you know, different things. And th that is made by design for us to do because it's something that ultimately we all have to face. You know, um, we're not going to be here forever. None of us are. And so, you know, um, looking at the looking at it without without uh not through the the fog of mourning and things like that but with a focused mind looking at the just the fact that none of us are going to be here forever it puts you in the mind to start thinking about you know your legacy what you're leaving behind and um your family and start thinking about things like wills and trusts and how your you know children are going to be taken care of how your family how your debt how everything is going to be dealt with when you're gone and those are definitely not um not bad things to think about and, and plan for you know i mean if you don't you know you leave sometimes people leave a mess for the people they leave behind so it's something that everybody should think about definitely um i know i jumped around a lot of topics but like i said man it's, it's a lot going on and it's got me thinking about a lot of stuff personally and hopefully everybody's um you know, just focused and vigilant and um yeah, man, just 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 staying on top of the stuff that we need to take care of, you know, because I mean these these things uh takes on another level of importance when it's so close and it's a reminder that, you know, these things happen all the time. And so um yeah, man, um also, uh, a young rapper from this area, uh, a guy by the name of Tech Sosa, uh, passed away earlier this week. Rest in peace to him. Uh, he's touched a lot of people in this area. Um, he's had some 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 music out, and um, I personally am not as well versed on it, dude. But the same thing, like I know a lot of people who I consider close friends, people like uh, my man Hollywood, who was on a couple of weeks ago, and a number of folks just sending shout outs and love and, and, and compassion to him, uh, him and his family. And, and I do the same, man. Uh, you know, condolences, thoughts and prayers to his family and friends also, man. So it's been a lot, man, a lot of heavy stuff going on, you know, over the past couple of, couple of weeks, man. Um, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about tonight was um, something that I like to discuss on this show is different ways to deal with grief. You know, like I always say, we like to be solution-based on a neighbor's live cast. And so when you're dealing with grief, grief is uh, a, it's a personal process, right? So not, you know, people don't really, no two people really go through it the same. Everybody is it's unique to each person, but there are stages that people go through and I feel like it's important to um to 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 feel the grief to 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 live in those feelings and feel them so that you can get past them I think the the key to it is getting is 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 dealing with it and, and moving beyond it and that's that's hard to do depending on how close the person is to you how much impact they had on your life but it's something that's imperative to do you know and so um when dealing with grief, uh, you know, we've all had to deal with it or we'll have to deal with it in our lives. And um, one of the things that I found is helpful is to uh, try to focus on positive memories of the person, um, you know, uh, 
try to focus on getting yourself to a point of of the new normal, you know, after any situation, because, you know, grieving is not just for death, of course, it can be for any situation, it's the mourning of the loss of something, whether it's uh, a routine, a person, uh, a job, uh, you know, it's a period, that period that you go through, it's a period of adjustment, and that's how bodies deal with it, and it's, it's um, the period of mourning. And so getting past that and getting to the new normal, understanding that without this piece of your life or this piece of whatever it may be, you still um, probably have people who depend on you, you probably have, you know, things that you have to do. And so you got to keep moving. This person who's gone now will want you to keep moving and keep living your life, you know, uh, even in their absence. And even though it's tough to do, it's something that we all have to, you know, bring ourselves to do. Because the alternative is, you know, shutting down and things and people have done it, but um, I think that it's um, it's imperative, you know, just to keep moving, just to uh, get yourself, like I said, work toward, like feel those feelings and be in that moment, but work toward the new normal, work toward understanding what life is without this thing or this person or whatever the case may be. And so um, um, for me, that, that helps a lot. I like to, um, while we're in this realm of, of, of mental health and, um, you know, because like I said, September is Suicide Awareness Month. Um, everybody, you know, gets to a point where things get heavier sometimes. Some people deal with it better than others. And some people get to that point where they feel like, you know, um, ending it, you, like, like there's nothing else they can do. You know, um, it will help me personally is all I can really say. And it's understanding that, you know, um, as much stress and things like that at times, and at times I put myself under a lot of undue stress. Uh, and when I think about it, in the moment, it's always very like detrimental, but you know, when I look back at it and think about it, a lot of times it's not as serious, but that's neither, you know, that doesn't matter in that moment is very serious, but understanding that one, um, I'm not alone. You're not alone. You know, um, sometimes it feels like that. Sometimes it feels like nobody will understand, but, you know, reach out to your friends. Sometimes you got to swallow that pride and, and, and put some things out there that you might not want to be. But, you know, if you share it with people who your close friends, you know, you don't have to worry about it getting any further than that, but, um, just, uh, seeking help, man, not trying to deal with it and handle it on your own. Reach out to friends, you know, people who love you, people who support you, you know, and if you don't feel like you have that, there are there are hotlines out there, man. There are people. I'm telling you, uh, uh, outside stimuli, out, you know, outside sources can be extremely helpful in those situations. So, um, so yeah, there's 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 hotlines, there's places you can look up. You know, the suicide hotline, or or even just people to talk to, therapists, different things like that, or family members, man. If you have family members, you can turn to and have those conversations with. Uh, that can be helpful also in those situations. So, yeah, man, just, you know, um, like I said, it's a lot of heavy stuff going on right now. But, I mean, you know, I just try to, uh, you know, um, just, just stay focused, man, and um, praying for everybody to stay focused and, and, and get through anything that you guys are going through. Um, yeah, so um, moving on from that, um darker note you know i don't like to stay on the the heavy stuff too long i mean it, like i said it's a it's a lot going on uh in the 
in our area right now. So a couple of weeks ago, myself, Mike, um, my girlfriend, his wife, um, uh, we all went to the uh, National Cannabis Festival. Um, but that's not a crazy way. Let me myself, Mike, my girlfriend, and his wife. Not they're not the same person. That sounded weird the way I said it. But anyway, went to the National Cannabis Festival. We talked about it some last week. It was such an amazing show. Uh, shout out to uh, Caroline Phillips who was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, just the 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 amount of um, just time and focus she put into building an amazing, amazing experience for everyone definitely paid off. The The festival was amazing. We had a great time. Um, shout out to C3W Wrestling. I'm going to get some of those guys on here pretty soon. They're going to come hang out with us and kick it with us. They, they put on an amazing show. If you like wrestling, check out C3W Wrestling, man. It's dope. Um, uh, a couple of people, uh, um, my man, Rich Thompson, and um, there's a couple of people who are involved in it, man. I'll put the links up for everybody so they can check it out. The show that they put on was crazy. Like, I felt like I was at SummerSlam or something. These dudes are professionals. They bought it. They really do all the stuff that you see on TV and all of that. Like, they do it in real life. Like, they really out there wrestling for real. And it was dope. It's an amazing experience. Shout out to them. Um, you know, Red and Meth headlined the show. They were awesome. You know, they killed, as they always do. You know, um, and um trying to remember the young lady's name who opened for them. Because so... Um, apparently a uh, young MA was scheduled to appear. She didn't come, she didn't come through. So I don't know what happened with that, but the young lady who went before her, um, was, uh, the, the opening act. And I'm trying to remember her name, but she, she was dope. She, she did her thing. Um, young baby Tate, young baby Tate. That's what it was. Young Tate. Let me, let me look it up real quick. Hold on. Young baby Tate. I think it was, but she, she did her thing. Um, you know, uh, let's see. Yeah, that's it. Young Baby Tate. That's her name. So, uh, she, she did her thing on there. She's a new up and coming out of Atlanta. Um, it's, it, to me, it was, it was a lot like a lot of the music that I've heard, you know, a lot of the content was, was, was similar to, to say a Megan Thee Stallion or a Cardi B, but that's what's selling right now. You know what I'm saying? That's what's hot. The youngest is eating it up. So, so it was dope. But the the notable thing about her performance was at the end, she talked about how her mom was R&B singer Dion Ferris. I don't know if y'all remember Dion Ferris from back in like the 90s. She was saying that song, The Penny with a Hole in It, The Hopeless. And uh, yeah, I think she started out with like Arrested Development or somebody. But yeah, that's her daughter. So uh so that's dope, keeping it in the family, you know, getting it out there. She 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 did a good job. Backyard performed before her. Of course, y'all know Backyard is DC royalty. They tore it up. You know, they always tear down. I'm not a huge Go-Go fan myself, but live music, like, them dudes live is is, is one of the, um like, them and, and Chuck. Chuck was dope live, too. I, I could watch a Chuck show and say, and, and Backyard, something about the the instrumentation and just the show that they put on with, you know, G in the front and, uh, you know, everybody just doing their thing. 
it, it was dope. It was dope, man. Shout out to the whole the whole um, National Cannabis Festival. It was it was a great experience. So um, yeah, man, that was that was really cool. I recommend anybody next year. It's, it's an annual event, so next year make sure you get your tickets. Make sure you go check out the National Cannabis Festival. You can. Um, check out the website for pictures and videos from what happened this past on this past when it was really great because I know my explanation ain't really do it justice as much as it could. Um, you know, we typically talk about the 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 versus battle on here, and the next one that's scheduled looks like it's gonna be Jaru and Fat Joe, and um, these are two you know New York legends. These two dudes, I mean, they got. Both of them got tons of hits. So it should be a good one. You know, I mean, they, they had the club popping in the, you know, 2000s. And, you know, even up until, you know, uh, up until the 2010s, you know, uh, they both had some songs out. Ja kind of fizzled a little bit, but he still got the hits. You know, Murder, Inc. was killing him. <laughs> you know, late 90s, early 2000s, Murder, Inc. was everywhere. I remember I had his first album, that, that Vini Vidi Vici. And just the energy the dude came with, you know, it was was crazy. It was like him and DMX kind of locked that whole lane down of the the gravelly voice, gangster dudes, you know, doing their thing. So so, um, I think it should be an interesting uh, versus battle, man. What y'all think? Hit me up on the uh, pull up the uh, the comment. Yeah, y'all definitely hit me up and let me know what y'all think if it's gonna be a good battle or not. Speaking of music, some really, really um interesting pieces came out uh over the past week or two weeks or so. You know, we got um Nas's King Disease 2, which is a dope album, man. I'm still going through everything, taking in everything. He's got some amazing work on there though. Like that track with Lauren Hill. I had to take a sip of water on it. That track with Lauren Hill, man, that thing is, is uh, yeah, yeah, that 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 that's the one for me. You know, the whole album is dope, but that Lauren Hill joint, uh, she she kind of went in on that joint. L Boogie, you know, I mean, talk about her lateness, talk about the stuff she been through, man. Her bars ain't never lost nothing. You know, I dare anybody to like one of the best female MCs, like probably. Uh, can we say she the best female MC? Like, who, who out there is seeing her right now? Uh, I mean, there's some lyrical females out there, uh, you know, but but who's seeing L Boogie, like, lyrically, honestly? Like, if you listen to the score, listen to uh, the miseducation, the bars on that joint, listen to, you know, some of the things that she spit, some of the verses that she's penned, you know? Like, like who, who really seeing L Boogie right now? I don't think it's too many people. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know too many people that's seeing her right now. It is a couple of low. It is a couple of people. You know what I'm saying? That's that's, that's um, shout out to DC's own uh, Jay Mills and B Moore's Mumu Fresh. They they bars are crazy. They bars are crazy, and so um, you know I think they they give her a run, but but it's you know El Boogie. I don't know. I don't know. Y'all, let me know what y'all think, man. Um, also, Donda Kanye finally released Donda. You know, it's getting a lot of uh, back and forth. 
that and certified lover boy i think uh it's, it's like people love it some people hate it you know and right now the um the industry is trying to pit them against each other like they've done in the past and um <clears throat> i saw a post from diddy earlier where he was talking about how you know these guys are both kings in the music industry and um I think that, uh, like he said, I'm going to take his sentiment and saying that it's not really a winner or loser in that situation. It's a situation where we all win. You know, like uh, people who are fans of uh, Yeezy, you know, uh, people who are fans of Drake, you know, we, we all win because they put out, you know, they put forth a strong effort. They both did. And um, I haven't been through the entire uh, Donda album. I've been through probably 95% of Drake's album. It's It's solid. I have seen the um the memes that have been saying like uh Drake puts out the same couple of songs, uh the same 12 songs every year or so and, and calls it an album or something like that. And I can see where that sentiment comes from. You definitely hear the repetition, but I feel like it's um and not in any way making excuses, but I feel like when you get into a groove, when you feel like you snapped into something that people respond positively to, on the one side, you feel like you want to kind of keep it there. And then also the people who financially benefit from what you're doing want you to kind of, they don't want you to stray too far from, you know, uh, your bread and butter, basically. And so... Um, not even sure how many people are within the decision making process of his albums, but um, yeah, I can definitely see. Like, I heard like some stuff, and it's like, okay, this track sounds familiar. This 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 flow, you know what I'm saying? This uh, this whole thing, it it feels feels familiar. Um, so I can definitely see the sentiment, and so you you run that risk of boring people, of people hearing it and being like, man, it's the same stuff. So, but then there's also always those core fans that's going to love it. And that's why they like you. So that's why they're going to keep buying into your brand and buying into the person. I think, excuse me, I think people have bought into Drake as a person, you know, um, shout out to my brother, my, um, my big homie, uh, my former co-host, Jay Sun, who, who, um, as, as, um, you know, I hate the word militant because that's not really more just as a, as a strong brother, strong black brother who who's about his people and 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 moving the people forward. But he's he's a fan of Drake. He likes Drake, and and it's because and I think you you buy to him as a, as a human being, as a, as a person. I think you know that that persona that he puts out there, um, you know, is it, one that that's that's attractive to people. So. You know, shout out to him. And then, he, you know, whether or not he writes it, he got bars. He got bars. And I don't even think it's a question of whether he writes it. I think that, you know, the consensus now is that he has had help on certain things. But for the most part, he's writing bars because he's penned songs for people, you know, uh, beyond just himself. So, you know, his bars are solid. And I mean, that's that's the litmus test for for hip hop, you know uh him and even Yeezy who who um more recently it's been more revelations about music that he didn't necessarily write but I think Yeezy's appeal and um I want to ask you guys about that too but I think Yeezy's appeal has a lot to do with his ability to create moments like when I was managing artists young boss uh shout out to my the the um say no more team too young boss dp sick 
No, T Will, all them dudes. One of the things you can ask them, one of the things I always used to tell them is when you perform or when you're in front of people, when you make whatever you're doing, don't focus on making music right there. Don't focus on doing the show. You focus on creating moments because that's what is staying in people's minds. And I think Kanye has is, is, is mastered that. So what I want to ask y'all about Kanye, though, um, you know, I know some people who are like completely done with him after the red hat stuff, after the running for president, after all the crazy stuff he done did and said, being with Kim and the divorce and having kids and turning on Jay and, 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 and beefing with people and stuff. Is Kanye done in the black community, man? Is he done? Like, are, are we do with Kanye? What y'all say, man? I know, I know some people who've been through with him. And, you know, some people who like, nah, this music right here. And then, you know, also the going gospel and then coming back kind of thing. Because, you know, um, a couple of artists have done that, followed that blueprint. And um, you, you got to wonder how sincere it is, if there's any sincerity in it and stuff like that. But, you know, y'all done with Kanye? What y'all think, man? I think for me personally, I think just his catalog alone puts him in a position to where when he dropped, like, like I was telling my girl, I ain't per, I ain't buy Donda. I listen to it on title. You know, I wanted to see what he had, because I mean he has the propensity to produce and, and present quality music. And so I don't think that ever leaves you. But um, I do know some people who feel like the things that you do, and we talk about this a lot on the show, the things that you do sometimes can put you in a position uh, to, to, or can take you out of a position to be respected or revered in your artistry. Can we separate the art from the artist? Can we do that? Because artists, you know, people are people. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to do things that you're not going to agree with. But is their art, does the quality of their art make that portion of them infallible? So, and we've asked this question about people like R. Kelly. I was um, uh, in the city yesterday driving around and went past like a cookout and they was playing Step in the Name of Love. And I'm like, can you do that? I mean, people can do whatever they want to do, obviously. But, you know, do we, you know, uh, uh, some people ain't canceling, you know. I know the question has come up with us about uh, people like MJ. Like, I got the MJ shirt on right now. If y'all can see it, hold on, let me turn the camera. I can see MJ angle shout too much at the jump around me, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, like it's it, uh, you know MJ has been through stuff, so he's canceled. R. Kelly, people like Bill Cosby, we talked about the Cosby Show, and um, uh, so what level is it? Because I feel like more people feel like um, R. Kelly is the one that kind of like everybody's like nah, so that's where we draw the line. But um, but do we feel that way about? People like MJ, people like Bill Cosby, and then you know people like Kanye, and even even so far as like people like you know um, Lil Wayne, who took the you know had took the pictures with Trump when he was in, during the election and stuff like that. People like Cube who had meetings with him and stuff like that. Uh, there there are stories behind all of that. People like Steve Harvey, you know what I'm saying, who also you know took a picture with. Trump and stuff like that. There's stories behind all of that. So how much of that do we take? How much of that do we, you know, I just, I like to hear you guys' opinions about stuff like that. So, you know, if you're watching, hit me up in the comments. Like I said, I'm going to pull up the comments to see what you guys are talking about, about it. Um, I did want to uh, mention 
um, the the young man, um, the eight year old PJ Evans, who who was shot in Landover, um, uh, what a couple of weeks back. That twenty five thousand dollar reward is still out there. Anybody has any information about it, man? Let uh, you know, uh, uh please, man. We gotta stop this violence out here. When my guest gets on, you know, because he's been in the community organizer, a War Five representative. Uh, my man, Carl Thomas, uh, DC's Carl Thomas. Uh, we're going to talk to him about, you know, some of the stuff that's been going on in the city and some of the ways and ideas that um, that we can, you know, try to bring forth to try to curb and put a put a stop to some of this violence, man. It's getting so crazy out here. I was just right before the show looking at the news and, and, and the crazy Labor Day weekend with the mass shooting in Northwest and 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 the young lady shot with her baby and Northeast in the car and it's like you know it, it's so much man so much it, it's sometimes I feel like it's too much you know it's like where are all the guns coming from what can we do uh, to get through to these youngins um, and I mean not only the youngins these people who are perpetrating these crimes man what can we do to get through to them to, to, to try to put a a stop or occur. Is there a way to do it? You know, because I mean, while um, we got to try something and we got to do something, and some people who believe that it's just going to violence is just a thing that's always going to exist, and it's it's got ebbs and flows, and sometimes it's heavier and sometimes it's not as heavy. And right now we're just in a in a position where where it's heavier, man. We got um, the young guys out there kidnapping people and, and trying to get money, you know. Um, and how much of the society has to do with that? How much of the pandemic, how much of being out of work, uh, the schools, you know, um, just about to open back up. So people being out of school, um, just, just how much of all this stuff that's going on feeds into all of this, you know, um, does it have to do with the, the defunding the police movement? You know, how much of that has to do with it and, uh, the mass exodus that's supposed to have happened with police and now they're looking to hire more and asking for more money and things like that. You know, how much does that have to do with it? These are all things that we need to focus on and really try to try to get an understanding of. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's been tough, you know. And like I said, I, I don't like talking about all of this, this heaviness. It's a lot of weight, you know, but um, we got to kind of talk about it, you know. Um, over the past uh, week or so, these storms have been, you know, um, devastating coming through. Um, we had the last storm, what was it, Ida, that came through and, uh, and did a lot of damage uh, up the East Coast and up through Louisiana and all the way up. And I heard somebody talking about the, the storms with female names. It was supposed to be worse or something like that. I, was, I don't think that's how it works, right? They don't, the storm don't pick the name. It's like they name it. It's a, you know, they go, um, they go through the letters of the alphabet. And I think it's a man, then a woman, then a man, male, female, male, female. That's how they do it. But I mean, so maybe it's every other storm is worse. But they try to say the ones because of like Katrina, Ida. And last year it was like Laura or something like that. What was the character came from last year that did a lot of damage? You know, so uh, yeah, it's a lot, a lot, a lot out here going on, man. Uh, shout out to see my man Rakeem checking us out. So yeah, yeah. So shout out to my brother, man. Uh, my man Sean Covington. What's up? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just looking at the, uh, the responses I'm getting so far. 
So, uh, yeah, yeah, man. I'm waiting on my guests to come in. I'm also waiting on Aisha to jump in with us. Uh, she's supposed to be on the way. So I was just talking, uh, since you guys are watching, man, I was just talking about um, uh, Michael uh, Williams, man. He passed away today. Uh, do you have a favorite movie? Do either y'all have a favorite uh, favorite character that he played or a favorite movie that he was in? You know, y'all let me know, man. Um, you know, I, I I gotta say, like I said, seeing him in um, Law and Order, and and just the acting skills that he that he was able to to portray in that joint, just like his his ability to emote and 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 you know, just uh, show the emotions of the character was dope. Like, that's where I really recognized him at. Yeah, uh, uh, Rakeem said, uh, The Wire, Omar is classic. That's what he's most remembered for, too. Man, I didn't, you know, I ain't watched The Wire. I'm one of those people, man. I ain't see The Wire. And so when people told me, you know, I, but everybody knows who Omar is, right? I've seen, like, clips and stuff of it and say, yo, Omar coming. Yo, you know, and so when they told me, he played it. Uh, his 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 character was a homosexual. I was like, that's yo, like yo, you know what I'm saying? And be you know, uh, yeah. And that, that was uh, that was crazy. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna sit down and watch to see. I promise I'm gonna watch it one day, man. I don't, you know, uh, but you know, people, uh, yeah. <laughs> D. Marie say, did you say you didn't watch the? No, I haven't watched it yet. So it's a couple of things. I haven't, so I finally watched The Sopranos. Everybody been talking about how good it is, but The Wire, uh, Game of Thrones, uh, uh, The Walking Dead, shout out to Aisha. She tried to get me on The Walking Dead. I watched like the first couple of episodes. I couldn't really get with it. Uh, yeah, so, but I haven't seen any. I've seen like two episodes of The Wire and, and I sat and I just, um, I'm not gonna say it wasn't, it was dope. It was dope, but, um, uh yeah so uh it wasn't that i didn't like it i, I really wanted to see it but uh I'm, I'm and i'm gonna sit down and watch it i promise i am my girl's been pressing me to watch it too she talked about how good it was uh she's on here now saying it's been mentioned that michael k williams was also a part of the new york ballroom scene okay okay so ballroom dancing or yeah but um but yeah so, so just just an amazing actor, really really cool guy, really um, you know a dope person. Like his skills as an actor, like you know, as um as an actor, you know when I watch movies and stuff, I'm watching it for the entertainment, but I'm also looking at technically what the person is doing to kind of convey the emotions and the feeling you know, and make you believe that they're going through this. So some of the decisions that he made to, to, to convey emotion and things like that was just dope. One, a great actor, man, will be missed. I see my guest popping in right now, my man, Carl Thomas, the one and only, well, the, yeah, <laughs> in DC, there's only one Carl Thomas, and it's this dude right here. Yeah, so what's up, brother? How you doing, brother? Yeah, I want to do a sound check, make sure I can hear you. Yeah, so um, my um, yeah, yeah, I can hear you good. I can hear you good. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Uh, for joining me, um, uh, my co-hosts. I don't know uh where they are right now, but uh, <laughs> it's all good though. All right. But yeah, man, welcome, man. It's uh, it's good to see you. You you just been on here rapping? 
man, I just been on here uh, talking, man. It's been so much going on, and I'm glad you're here. And I, I was kind of lucky, um, you know, although it's a lot of, you know, I'm not lucky, but I was, you know, it's a lot happened, so I had a lot that I could talk about, you know, until until you came on. It's just been a lot going on. I want to go back do some of the stuff just to get your, you know, your opinions on some of the things that I've been talking about. I was just talking about uh, Michael K. Williams. Yeah. You know, uh, I know you heard the news. He just, uh, you know, passed away today. Yeah, and um, he was uh, a dope actor, man. We was talking about some of some of the performances that he's done, and I was saying I never seen The Wire. I'm one of those people. Oh wow! Didn't watch it, and I've been getting some backlash from some people. They've been saying some mean things about me and my mama. No, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, did you? Um, do you have like a, a a favorite performance of his, or did you see the wire? I'm sure you've seen it. I'm the only person who hasn't seen it, right? Um, for me, uh, his performance on the wire was absolutely amazing. Um, right. That, um, like uh, he's been Omar to me ever ever since. Like today is Michael K. Williams for sure. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, like today, I definitely know his name, but yesterday he was Omar, you know, like right. <laughs> it was an iconic character um, that really, uh, really personified a type of person that does in fact exist um, and can be found in Baltimore for sure. Uh, so right, right. The authenticity of the character he was able to bring forth was like unbelievable. He exactly. Greatly yeah. missed that. I think you know he he's an underutilized talent that unfortunately uh, has done his last act. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think even though I was saying you know um, on his IMDb page he has 111 acting credits, so he's been in a lot of stuff, and it's, I've seen him in a lot of stuff. I remember seeing him the first one of the first times I saw him. I was telling you know. Um, my view is one of the first times I saw him was in Law and Order, and yeah. and uh, he played uh, like the uncle of a little girl or whatever. And so they was trying to accuse him of some kind of shady stuff, but it wasn't nothing shady going on. It was just like, but just um. So first of all, Law and Order is one of those coveted, you know, um, roles that you know a lot of actors try to get. Like everybody who's anybody's been on there. Uh, 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 shout out to my man Aaron Bell. Um, yeah, who's, yeah. who did a, uh, did a, yeah, did a scene on there. Um, but yeah, that performance stood out to me. I remember thinking like, this dude is an actor, actor, you know, just cause I was saying, you know, as an actor, I try to watch, you know, uh, the technical side of stuff too, you know, yeah. is the side of it where you watch and you want to be entertained and get lost in it. But also understanding that these people are playing these characters, so they're not really going through this thing, but they're making choices to make you believe it. And so technically the things that you do with your body language, with your, um, you know, your voice, with everything, you know, just how you act basically um, um, stands out. And so, and his uh, ability to emote uh, and, and um, evoke emotion was, was dope, man. That's that, that was the first time I seen him, but I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. I just haven't had the time to watch The Wire yet. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna check it out though, I promise. Like, no, I think that at this point, right? Yeah. You have to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, definitely. Uh, definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. a couple of characters on the wire who 
could never be anyone else. Right, right, yeah. Never. Yeah. Like, I don't Where's care. The man, they could be in a thousand jumps, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Michael, right? He's Mac Wives, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mac Wives, so, yeah, yeah. So in my mind, I always say Michael. He's Mac Wives. Okay. Like, like, that's how it works. <laughs> like, it's never Mac Wives like... who also played Michael. Nah. Michael, oh, Michael. Like one of the most iconic characters okay. on the whole show, maybe yeah. ever. Like, like I mean, I'm talking about, you know, black boy lost. Good black boy okay. lost through the cracks. Mm. You saw it happen. You saw how it happened. There was so much emotion involved, man. Hey, The Wire, bro. Um, and Omar's character exists, man. Like, like we talking about a dude that didn't experience this. Like that's the ill shit about it. Like, like I really respect this dude as an actor because he didn't even have experiences that he could call upon to create this character. But right. it's so authentic to the way that people are when put in certain situations. Like mm-hmm. it was, um, you know, there are things that if The Wire were a network television show, right? Mm. Like if that, if The Wire came on Fox, right? There are things that would be in our culture right now that would have derived from The Wire directly, right? And it's still are. Okay. Like it's still some things. Yeah. You ever hear somebody talk about Hamsterdam? You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's the term mm-hmm. for The Wire where they allow criminals to just live in an area like just you can operate right here, do whatever you want. Just as long as no bodies drop, do whatever you want. Commit crime oh, right here. This is your crime area. And that like in Baltimore? Yeah, like they 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 uh, go through and show you the different aspects of that that level of government and how it mm-hmm. affects people um at every level so like one of the seasons was devoted to the kids and the school system and how the school okay. system was kind of like tied in with all of the drugs and all of the violence and then that's where you meet michael and then you see him at a crossroads and and he a good kid mm. making good grades but he got he got responsibilities you know what i'm saying right. he got things right. that have happened to him in his life he got trauma that he carried with him he got baggage you know what i'm saying and he got an environment that wants to eat him alive it's kill or be killed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you see this boy grow up and on the show, like it's like, like for me, there's no greater story of our tragedy ever told. Like, like this ain't roots. Like, like right, there's right, there's right. a there's a distinct story of our, you know, uh migration, forced migration to America. And right. the difficulty associated with that and all of the baggage we carry as a result of that is like super examined, right? Um, and like there have been attempts at examining urban life since. Um, right, right, yeah, yeah. But this is the most complete view okay. of the belly of the beast that I think I've I've ever seen. Like it gives you it's love stories in it, it's it's balance, you know, it's success, there's sacrifice, mm. like, you know, uh, the the doo-doo, right? One of the characters, doo-doo, like Michael okay. pretty much sacrifices himself for doo-doo. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like, like pretty okay. much 
uh, allows the street to eat him. You know what I'm saying, if you will, uh, or, mm. or, or or absorbs the street life for the two of them. You know what yeah. I'm saying, like, and I, this is my interpretation. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a strong <laughs> review, though, coming from somebody who I, you know, what I'm saying I definitely respect your opinion like, when look, it comes to, wire, you know, uh, uh, yeah, the wire. Yeah, I'm gonna ch- check it out, definitely, man. Yeah, definitely. So before we get too deep. Into your uh, into your synopsis of it, upbringing, like the things we had to look at and see and experience on, like the screen, right? Right. The wire is the closest thing that you ever gonna get. E ball ninety five. Let me ask you something though. (laughs) Yeah, that that was wild. Uh, Let me let let me ask you something though, because before I, because I was about to do your intro, but real quick while we on this topic. I yeah. do want to, you know what I've noticed, and I wonder how people feel about it. Because I know, for me, it feels a little like pandering. Like so, um, I remember Jay Z had a line where he talked about, um, he said, "I give you what he say, my ghetto point of view, without you having to walk around do it or something like that." I think that that aspect of it is cool, but to a certain extent, like because now with shows, like I, I was watching the. Um, uh, an ad for Raising Canaan, which yeah. is a uh, with a spinoff from uh, Power, right? Yeah. Which which was an interesting show, but it's a lot of these shows that you know, um, that like you said, give an idea of the black experience. But it's kind of like, um, like the 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 ad that I saw for Raising Canaan, it was I think it started with like Fifty Cent's voice, and it's like, when you in the streets, you got a blah blah blah, you got a this and that, and you know, and it's like it's like. Uh, giving people like a guide and making them think it's, you know, to a certain extent, I don't, I don't want to say glorifying it, but like making it, I know people are watching it with a certain, like, especially people who haven't lived it, haven't been, you know, in those places and in those things. It's kind of, you know, glorified, right? It's kind of like making it look cool, right? Like, I mean, I, uh, I have you noticed that? And I mean, do you, uh, and maybe it's just me and how I see it. Just because, like, you know, being in the places and seeing how unfun and uncool, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that it can be. It's like, I don't know, man. It feels like, because I know people are watching like, oh, yeah, you know, these young kids, these middle, you know, Midwestern white kids, uh, you know, and I mean, not just white, black, anybody, you know, watching it and, like, thinking it's cool and wanting anybody to be a part of that. experience is different is thinking it's cool. But yeah, yeah. it's not cool. Like no parts of this cool. It's fun, right? But it's not cool. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, like you know, when I when I think about the responsibility that everyone has, right? It's to be really as authentic. It's to be overly authentic to what you experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and and I think to a degree, this is his attempt at that. You know, I think he's made he's made a lot of money off of a persona that, right or wrong, has some elements of truth and some elements of of, of fiction. We right, exaggeration. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, yeah, mm-hmm. exaggeration. And so, I mean, the same. You know, I mean, I can go down the list. All of, all the rappers. This is yeah, yeah. They yeah. are. Um, you know, I think for content purposes, there's been a level of exaggeration in general. Um, right. But also, I think for whatever level of exaggeration has been, there's also been a piece of it that they haven't expressed. You right. know what I'm saying? And okay. that's 
ultimately when I hear rap that is the bout of fear, right? When when or the void of fear, right? The right. void of fear. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I feel like why couldn't you go the extra step? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like there was yeah. more than just bravado involved in this moment yeah, that you yeah. experienced. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I've been, I've been very brave in moments, right? Mm. And even in those moments of bravery, there's a little piece of you that's like, uh, this could be the last moment for you. <laughs> right here. You know no, this is like, like this could be it. Uh, have you done everything you needed to do? <laughs> right, right, right. And, and the answer is inevitably no. You know, it's, it's never going to be yes. Right, it's right, never going to yeah. be yes, right? And I'm thankful that maybe for 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 those of us that are lucky, maybe that voice is louder. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, like I consider us lucky to have experienced life at the level that we have, considering where we came from and how it was, and how many people it ate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. And, and it's still eating. Um, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, damn, I done hit the lottery for real already. Like, I should be able to hit the number relatively yeah. easy. Right. You know yeah. <laughs> if I play my birthday, that shit should come out one day, right? Immediately, yeah, yeah, I'm, right, right. I gotta be one of the luckiest. I gotta yeah. be. Look at my yeah. life. Like, yeah. this, you know, I'm so grateful. And like, to to have established myself on whatever whatever level that I'm on, right? And to right, look right. to someone that's on the level that 50 Cent is on, right? Um, and to think about their responsibility and my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at, at, at both levels, you have a responsibility to keep it a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But I think when you get to a certain level, keeping it a hundred also is relative to your bottom line. And maybe it should right. be that way all the way through. I don't know. It's just not how I was raised. And right. Right. because right. I, I wasn't raised by anyone that achieved that level, I've never seen anyone do it. Like I've never, right. Right. So, right. so for me, you know, the responsibility, the onus on that person is to be as authentic as possible to the trip that they took to get there. You know what I'm saying? It's right. So, right. When when I talk about even online, you know, I talk about doing yoga and being a nogi. Um, mm. Like that, that aspect of my life is something that is growing every day. And I might not show it every day, but it's something that is a constant progression. You know what I'm saying? And and yeah. to, to to be able to to walk through life and have started it or or you know I think some time ago in my young years to definitely have made fun of any male that I saw do yoga, right? To right, definitely right. have categorized yoga as something for women. A feminine, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, a feminine um activity. Hobby, a hobby, I would call it. That's a feminine hobby. Nah, that's a way of life, bro. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, like (laughs) your personal development locked away in this movement of your body and listening to the flow of what the creator made, like, perfectly. You know what I'm saying? Everything that's imperfect, you put it there. 
know what I'm saying? Like, like right. and you have real, the power to remove it. Yeah, exactly. So there's a real understanding about that. That you know, we can we can take the power from within and bring it out and have it affect the rest of the 100%. world. And that's like, yes, sir. And it's uh, interesting that you say that though, because um, I was looking at the last time you were with uh, the Neighbors Livecast. It's almost been a year. It's almost your anniversary. It was September. I mean, it was, yeah, September 26th okay. was the last time you were here. And we talked about um, uh, uh, ways that we, uh, you know, relax and detox. And you talked about meditation. Yeah. And so, but before we get into it, let me real quick let the people know a little bit about this dude that I've been talking to for the last few minutes. So, um, my man. <laughs> Hundred grand. This uh, dude is a life coach. Uh, you still? You, I want to make sure you, you know, uh, this describes you because I know some things have changed since the uh, pandemic and things. You can let me know of anything uh, that I overlooked or, or overstated. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a life coach, workforce developer, a political strategist, former War Five representative, and uh, uh, a dope individual. Father, uh, husband. Uh, 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 a great actor and uh, a good friend, my man Carl Thomas. Uh, yeah, so I hope I hope all that I know all that still um, applies to you. You know, uh, knocked it out the park, brother. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Yeah, yeah. So welcome back again, officially, even though we've been talking for a minute. So, um, like I said, the last time you were on the show was around the same time, and we talked about how September was Suicide Awareness Month, and uh, we like to talk about mental illness. So you had uh, talked a little bit about, you know, the yoga this time, and last time you mentioned uh, meditation and, and how you you, you utilize that uh, to your advantage. You still meditating? I'm still meditating, sure. Yeah, I'm yeah, still, yeah. Uh, so. And required to meditate for life. You know, I okay. think that... Uh, okay. Uh, meditation allows for us to go within and, and figure out a path where none is illuminated. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes, like, we've been walking, you know, we had our head down, we were working, we wasn't looking, we were working, we were working, we were working, right. we were working. Right. Well, at some point, you got to look up and say, oh, well, I moved. Like, I've definitely yeah, not where I was, and nothing looks familiar. Um, where am I? Right, and then which way do right. I need to go to continue toward my goal? Um, if not, right. you'll end up right. in a foreign place, speaking a language that nobody knows. And so, like, yeah, you exactly. be cognizant of where you're going the entire trip. One hundred percent, because that could happen, or or you could wind up going back to where you started, or you know, just getting a detour off the path you was on. Yeah. So, having you gone know, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. It's better, you know. Yeah, you're trying to make the 180. Yeah, right. You're trying to make the 180, and you mess around and do a 360 back when you started. You that three, three times, for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right, exactly. But you ain't noticed because you had your head down. So it's so imperative, like you exactly. said. That is amazing advice, and 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 it, exactly what I would expect from someone like Carl Thomas. I appreciate you, brother. Um, yeah, so, uh, like I said, uh, we talked about the meditation and, and the things that you do, um, to kind of, to kind of detox and recenter yourself. Um, 
one of the last conversations that you and I had, uh, we were talking about um, you taking your uh, daughter, dropping off at college. Yes. And so with, with children, with uh, you have three girls or two girls? Three. Three girls. Okay, I ain't want to, yeah, say it wrong. So you got, uh, yeah, three girls. So with three daughters and whoo, three daughters. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, um, what kind of things do you give them? Because I mean, you know, especially females, uh, they they need that. I ain't gonna say especially, but everybody kind of, you know, um, we all go through stuff, and you yeah. know, where you are in your life, you you've gotten to a point where you see the benefits of things like, like you said, meditation and yoga and centering yeah. yourself and things like that. But the younger generation, some people that haven't really maybe gotten to those points yet or learned those lessons, what kind of things do you give your daughters to try to help them, you know, maybe get there or just, you know, get through things that they deal with in their life? Well, um, I give them everything <laughs> that I have. Uh, I throw the whole yeah. kitchen sink at them. Um, and, you know, I think for a very long time, I've been a very specific way with them. You know, I've been, okay. um, I've explained my position to mm -hmm. no end. Like, I, like, literally, they know how I feel about everything that matters to me. If there's okay. something that comes up and they're not sure, you could just throw mm -hmm. it away because it didn't matter to me. <laughs> like, Everything that I care about, they know where I stand. So if in fact, and they know that they are at liberty to chart a path of their own away from what I've given them, armed right. with the knowledge I've given them. Like I might tell them, you know, well, if you make three lefts, it's a U-turn. And they might say, well, if I make three rights, it's a U-turn also. And do it the opposite way. Hey, man, listen, perfect. Because now, right, you know, right. Both ways to do it. And ultimately, mm -hmm. that's the position I want to put my children in, that they had a perspective of all the ways that there are. And then they find the way, because the way is different for all of us. Right. That's the way. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, nah, that's, that's <laughs> is so much depth in that, and there's so much truth in it. And um, yeah, man. So uh, I want to take apply that same logic. No way. I'm, I'm sorry. Talking... You you, you asked a very specific question. I'm sorry. Uh, specifically, oh, no, right? They they uh, have the exact uh, frequencies that they need to listen to in response to specific things that they encounter in life. They mm -hmm. know how to meditate. Um, you know, uh, I think that that when you know that nothing happens like that's what you're looking for nothing happens then you know how okay. to meditate right because okay. uh when nothing happens in nothingness everything happens like all things started okay. with nothingness you know what i'm saying and if you can achieve that state if you can can bring your mind to that level of stillness then you can create anything that you want to have happen and we okay. do it all the time when, when the only thing we can think of is something negative. And it hasn't happened, but it's something negative. We can't get it off our mind. And then it finally happens. And everybody mm. you see, you tell them, I knew it. Didn't I say <laughs> it? I told you it was going to happen. I told you. We want to be right so goddamn bad 
that mm-hmm. we will fight ourselves to be right. No. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's life and death from the tongue. Like, I'm finding in my old age, mm-hmm. everything that my grandparents said is accurate. Not necessarily right. for the reasons they told me, but for a number of other reasons. And now I know right. that they told me because it was accurate, not because of the reason they told me. Right, right, like, right, like, right. Like, they knew I would eventually find the reasoning myself. Exactly. And I would exactly. arrive at that point where I've heard it before, and now yeah. it's applicable. Exactly. Yeah. The, the times that I've been, you know, that I've I've actually been like, oh, so wait, they said that not just because it sounds cool, like it's a cliche, but that's why it's a cliche because it's exactly. real. It's it really means Everybody like, experiences it. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> oh, and you know, when you have that aha moment, you know, yeah. like, oh, this is, oh, okay. And so, Dave, you know, the, 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 the interesting thing, the, the greatest moment, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the emergence of my children was, I mean, of the most amazing, right? Right, right, right. And second to that, which has happened so much more often, mm-hmm. is the moment that my children receive information and something else clicks. Then it click. They get oh, it. That's why the bop 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 bop. Yeah, that's why. Thank yeah, you. Know, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dad. Like that. I that makes total sense. Like the mm-hmm. greatest moments in my life happen as a result of that interaction. And it happens relatively yeah. regularly. I can't imagine what people like when they don't take care of their kids? Like, what do they, what do oh, you man. enjoy out of life? Like, what, what right. brings you joy? Like, I, I can't think of anything that's more joyous than that. So it's like, what could bring you joy on this level? And maybe that's why September is Mental Health Awareness Month. Maybe that, you know, uh, you know, Suicide Prevention Month. Because, yeah. like, we haven't figured out that these things that, that we made are still a part of us. And their health right. and wellness is akin to our own, you know, like they don't just, mm-hmm. when they cut the umbilical cord, that connection ends. No, it becomes even yeah. stronger because it has to endure space and time and experience exactly. trauma. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, like to, mm-hmm. to, to have, um, ran into a door when I was three right here. Right. Okay. Um, you know, every little kid that I meet, every three year old for sure. Every little kid I meet that asks me, what happened to your age? Oh, when I was about your age, I was being hard-headed. And I was running when the teacher told me not to. I was playing tag. I was looking back. Like, ah, you ain't going to be able to catch me, champ. And when I turned around, the door was closed because the teacher had closed the door. Because she told me to stop running. And I turned around, ran into the door, split my head wide open. Christmas Eve, 1983. Right? Wow. Wow. So when I split my head open, um, I thought, damn, that's going to leave a scar. (laughs) And it did, right? Uh, My my skin was tough. The nurse couldn't get the needle through my skin. My dad, it was Christmas Eve. They were super busy at the hospital. My dad Mm. ended up putting the stitches in, okay? Like, Like my father ended up having to push the needle through my skin, right? So he sews my head up. 
And that gave my dad a false sense of security. Uh, so, <laughs> so, He's now a surgeon. <laughs> so, so, boom, you're supposed to come back in two weeks, right? So two weeks go by, I'm like, hey, dad, I think we're supposed to go back. He's like, yeah, nah, they look like you, you could do a couple more days with it. All right, cool, uh-huh. you know? I said, we boom, we left him in a couple more days. I said, dad, he said, well, I put him in, I'm gonna just take him out, right? Took him out a little too late, right? That's why uh-huh. the surprise is so pronounced. I was three. Oh, okay. I, like, so, right, right, right. And it's still, like, yeah. The jump, yeah. The jump was my whole head at three, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> But nothing about what I've experienced between three and 41 is going to take mm-hmm. the away, right? Right. And the experience that I had allowed me the understanding that when you are moving too fast, at least make sure the doors are open for you. And so that's, hey, how, man. that's how I've lived my life, I, I would like to think. Man, look, I always feel like I gained something from our interaction. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like yeah, talking to you is always is always an interesting thing. That's why I like uh, you know, invite inviting you on here and just, just talking to you, man. You're a dope yeah. individual. Carl Thomas is with us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh uh, we go we go talk about a few things. Um, I was talking about um some of the stuff that's been going on and I, and I was going to say lately, but I think it's just been more publicized lately. A lot of the violence and stuff that's been going on in the city and the surrounding areas. And, um, you know, I know you, you, um, are probably a little more privy to it than most Just uh, you know, coming from the political arena and being a uh, war five, uh, representative. And, um, uh, when you see this stuff that's happening out here, you know, like I was saying, we had like, um, it was already kind of crazy. This summer has been bananas, like in the city. Like, it, and I mean, you know, people have been attributing it to things like the pandemic, and you know, people not having been in jobs and, and school situation and things like that. Um, uh, it's a couple of things I want to ask you uh, about all of this that's going on. I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna take it back to the kids, like when you talk to your kids about it. Uh, what kind of conversations do you have, or how? Because I mean that. To me, to somebody without kids, that seems like almost an impossible thing to to, to explain. Like, you know, um, because it, and the way I see it, and and maybe you can shine some light on it, is like when I look at people like my nephew, he's thirteen now, and um, he's kind of getting a little more, you know, knowledgeable of the world and stuff. But there's still a level of innocence there, and so. You know what I'm saying? He's more understanding so we can have these conversations, but this long explanation is for this question. Like, what kind of things do you say to your kids um, to kind of get them to understand and also uh, uh, um, kind of reassure them? Like, daughters, you know, I know they look to daddy for safety, for, for reassurance and stuff. What kind of things do you say to your daughters when, when you know, these, these tragedies and things happen and they have to see it? Um... Okay, so for me, for my children, um, I mean, I've tried to prepare them with an understanding of the world that we live in, right? Um, and understanding that as a female in the world that we live in, you really got to rely on, the, on, on the, the, the better nature of males to keep you safe. I mean, really 
like the 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 unfortunate thing about the reality of a girl in our society is that she's not provided for she's not um you know protected um you know i saw i think i might have brought this up briefly the last time because it was mm-hmm. fresh then but I, I saw a post and and it's affected me since like literally it's been mm-hmm. a year i'm still thinking about this same post where uh they asked women what would you do if men disappeared right mm-hmm. if men disappeared off the earth what would you do and, and 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 to be honest with you when i saw the initial post i thought it was like what would you do without us right like that that's um and so i actually expected when i opened it to see i'd have to take out the trash i'd have to uh t- pick up the dead mice or you know like, mm-hmm. like all these things right but but then like what what actually the answers were like made my heart ache like mm-hmm. i would go outside at night what mm. I, I maybe i want some 7-eleven at three in the morning i would go you know what i'm saying maybe i want to go mm-hmm. running at 2 a.m because that's when i feel the most energetic i would go mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. How can we say that we live in a successful society and more than 50% of us are unsafe to go out at night? Women are protected, yo. That, 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 that half of us need the other half who don't even know. Right, right, right. That never even dawned on me, right? As I go, <laughs> as I, as I go to 7-Eleven at 1 a.m., right? Like, man, I mm-hmm. want a Gatorade right now, Joe. Right, I can do that. And while while I'm going to 7-Eleven at 1 a.m., I'm thinking, you know, this is not the safest thing, but I'm probably good. Right, yeah, yeah. Probably anything that comes my way, I'm I'm probably ready for that. Um, Pretty good to handle. I know what I'm getting into, like, and like I don't think that you know when I meet up with another grown man, the thoughts in my mind are not, uh, he's gonna do dot 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 like right, right, at right. all you know what i'm saying like not even a little bit mm. like because there's nothing he could do that i wasn't already prepared for you know what i'm saying like right, right, like right. and like i mean he could pull out a gun and shoot me but That's, i mean you know. I, I, if i spend my life worrying about that constantly like i never do anything or go anywhere right exactly the reality yeah. is that we allow our women to feel that way like the exact way that i just described the way mm-hmm. that I said I would never go anywhere is the way that we raise our women to live as humans. Like, come on, man. Like, like I think as men, we got to step up in a much more major, major way. And, and like, I'm, mm. I can only say that I'm a father to my children and they know I'm going to come right now wherever they mm-hmm. are, I'm gonna come right now. Like they know that, right? But I mm-hmm. can't, I can't point to something that I did in society and say, I, I helped make it better for them. And that's mm-hmm. actually what I'd be thinking about when I go on myself. How can I make this world a better place for my children to live? Cause this, this ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, you 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 do have organizations, though. You do have, you know, uh, but, the mentoring but, but program. But if I leave I mean, this place tomorrow, they're not in a better place because of my presence here. 
I get it. Right? I get like, it. They're only Definitely. in a better place because of their specific location relative to me. <laughs> like, mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they yeah, want to go out yeah. at 2 a.m., I'm a goddamn be out at 2 a.m. Like, right, yeah. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that's what it is. You want a Gatorade right now, champ? Let's go right now. Right? right, right. I'm not going to be able to do that forever. And there will come a time right. where even me doing that will become an advertisement like it is for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there comes mm-hmm. a time in a man's life where he becomes almost a woman. Where mm-hmm. when people see him, they think weakness. Right? right like, right. that's the society yeah. we live in. Bruh, like, there's no arguing that any man immediately um, uh, underestimates any woman, any woman, mm. any woman, immediately. And that's that's relative to our socialization. That has nothing to do with our DNA. That, it's not a man. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's a society yeah. thing because women yeah. also overestimate a man's ability or a man's physicality based on the fact that he's a man because that's what they've been socialized to believe too. And to be real, I haven't raised my children to believe that. So any man out here, I I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm not telling fathers to raise their children that way. (laughs) Right. All you can do is, you know, the best for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've also raised them to understand that they are women and that Mm. it's not the same. Like they can't, they can't square up with a man. It's not appropriate. They should call me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's that's actually, like, what they should do in that situation. Like, it shouldn't be no, like, even when they start to look like that's what's about to happen, they should call me. I'm going to have a conversation with the gentleman. It's all good. You know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. But a gentleman yeah. even yeah. has to touch them because that's not going to end up well for anyone. It's, it's bad for right. everybody involved. Like, the moment that anything becomes physical, man or woman, honestly, but, but yeah. like, physical yeah. interaction... Yeah is the lowest level of interaction that we can have as humans, right? It requires yeah, communication. Yeah, so, right. And so, like, if we are, in fact, this thinking type of people, you know, now, don't get me wrong, I'm down with the physical altercation. But, yeah, and- but I absolutely feel like, as a society, we have to be down with solving our problems well before it gets to that. We know what's happening. You know, like that's that like we want we want to hope for the best, but we have not prepared for the worst. You know what I'm no. saying? And so like my, yeah. my children know look stupid. Yeah. My children are a-okay with looking stupid. Like, and that's what I think what you gotta teach your children. Look stupid, yeah. If you feel uncomfortable, make everybody uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, like cause I'm not going, they not gonna tell me about what happened to you. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. like, but you, you won't tell me what you did. They're not going to tell me about what happened to you because you didn't right, say right. Nobody knew it was happening. Nah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Like, like, this is real life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Make all yeah. running. Like, don't try to look right, cool. Yeah. Make all running. Make as much yeah. noise as you want to make while you're on your way, while you're running hysterically. Uh, hold down the number one on your uh, phone that will call me directly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And let's get it popping. Like, wherever you at, I'm on my way, Joe. Because, like, that's, you know, ultimately, 
for as long as we live in a society that doesn't prepare women the way that it prepares men, that doesn't raise mm. women the way that they raise men, but ask them to go into the same exact world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to prepare mine and I got to be ready to come to their assistance. You right, know, right. to defend they whatever, whatever it is that they need to, whatever that, you know, fill in the blank. Right, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? In defense of mine, I'm on my way. And I think that, 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 yeah. that, that, that men have to be in society. And if we were all that way, there could be no women left unprotected. There would be no one to commit crimes against women, and there would be no mm-hmm. one to to uh to 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 chase them down. <laughs> like yeah. the necessity for that wouldn't be necessary because all of us came from a mother. So if yeah. all of us busy protecting our women, one time to perpetrate crimes against other women. We busy. Yeah. We got our hands full. Especially if we're killing each other, then it's less and less of us to protect our women. So we really got our hands full. We really got to do our extra work. I know right, some of this right. shit might sound misogynistic. It's not. Like I mean, it's, no, it's it's. I mean, and and I. It's it's tough because it's it's realistic and like you said, some people will see it a certain way. Um, I'm sorry, there there was a um. Oh man, uh, there's been a couple of topics that we've discussed uh, on this show, and I've discussed with friends that that have that um, that that air to it of like uh, you know uh, some will see it as as chauvinistic or misogynistic or all of the istics, but at the end of the day, it's things that men deal with, you know, that women won't understand. In that same vein, just like what you was talking about, how you know women going out into the world and seeing that post and getting the realization that there are things that women deal with that we, uh, you know, um, unless you have a daughter or, or are explained the situation in depth to, you'll never understand the fear or things like that that women have to deal with on a daily basis. It's not a consideration for men. Exactly. Exactly. Do whatever they want to do in our society. And like, that's, it's, it's foul to be, to be that way. Like to, to know that we live in a society that promotes that and teaches that, socializes our children to believe this constantly. Every year, we turn out more and more men that believe this, more and more women that believe this, that feel like, oh, you know, it's okay for women to not feel safe. That's a failure. Like, like if 50% of your society is unsafe, that's a failure. Yeah, on yeah, your yeah. part and everybody's part in that society. Like anybody that's not saying it as such, they lying to you, they lying to everybody. Like we failing. Like yeah, yeah. literally, so, we are failing. So is there any way we could turn it around? What, what, uh, in, in your opinion, is there anything or, or have you gotten you know that far in, in the process of, of thinking about it? Anything I say right now could would be used against like like it's it's so difficult and fragile yeah. of, a, of, a, yeah. of a thing. Um, yeah. I'm not the I'm not the guru. I'm not the end all be all. I'm just a guy. Right. I be thinking. I be thinking. I be thinking. I be thinking. And then I be like, hmm, why is this? Why is this? Why is this? Why is this? Then I be like, hmm, maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. And I haven't. I got some. I got some theories about what we could do right. as a society 
but the level of buying that it would take, it like, like it was, it's gonna take my whole life to, to get people behind a movement to help women. And right. like, it's right. so crazy to say that, bro. Like, like, like people, people have spent their whole lives. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like we talking about, man, we coming up on a hundred years for women's voting rights, right? Yeah, yeah. Bro, a hundred years. (laughs) We wasn't even slaves a hundred years ago. Right, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like. I mean, like we. You know, it was, it was, it was foul a hundred years ago for us. Yeah, it was still still pretty trash, but yeah, it was awful. It's an awful existence. But imagine if you were a black woman in that Mm -hmm. time, right? Like. You're talking about not being able to protect the woman now. I mean, when we was the strange fruit, how? Yeah, yeah, and that was something that um that was used, right? Like, to, to that 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 um the emasculation of of the black man, and uh just you know, so they would do things like rape the women in front of us, exactly. like we beat exactly. and murder the kids exactly. in front of us, and because because there's no you know, stronger feeling of helplessness, you know, uh, than to see the people that you're charged with protecting being right. unprotected and it's nothing you can do about it. But um, the the flip side of that is now it, it is a time where there are things that we can do, you know, to a certain extent um, to to be more protective. And, um, but then you, you know, you run the risk of being overprotective, you know, because you don't want to, or, or is that a thing, like, to, to ask a father, is there such thing as overprotective? Is there such thing as too much coddling and too much, you know? Absolutely. Um, um, you you I think, think so? require love, right? And, mm. like, love mm. also requires experience. Like, I think that when you, if you, you know, I, I don't, I spend a lot of time with my children. I try to give them as much as I can give them. Mm-hmm. But I also want them to experience life at their, like they're writing their story. And there's mm-hmm. one time where I'm not even in the credits. You know what I'm saying? Like, you like, think so? I think you're one of them dudes, though. I think you'll, you'll be there somewhere. Um, you know, but I get what you're saying, but, but I, I, I feel you know, like. I, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a consummate place in the credits, right? Like, yeah, like yeah. thanks to my dad. Like a hundred years from now, I'll still be their dad, right? But uh, yeah. there will also, over time, be be uh, there will be roles replaced. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like like yeah. The, the level of influence that I have is is being uh, <laughs> is being divided as we speak. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's like mm. it it's being parceled out little by little, and then one day someone will take a huge chunk of it and say, ha, you know, now it's like what I say versus what you say. And then one day it will be like, damn, what did that say about that? Right? Mm, and, right and that right. day will exist because you live a different life. Like you you built something else. And that's mm-hmm. ultimately like, I don't want, I don't want my children so attached to what dad did that they don't, have the opportunity to build on their own. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, 
Like what mm-hmm. I created is creators. You know, um, mm-hmm. not not mm-hmm. like uh, these are not people that will work with their head now and not know where they are. These are people that mm-hmm. will, that will be working and looking the entire time because that's how they yeah. were trained, right? They were trained to experience mm-hmm. it as they go along because the trip, the trip is the gift. The journey, yes, sir. Right, the present is the gift. Like, yeah. where are you going? Yeah. You have no idea what it's going to be like. It's the future. It's nothing yeah. there right now. You're building it, actually. Right. You're right. creating yeah. it right now. As you're driving there, yeah. you're creating what it's going to be like when you get there. So mm-hmm. your job is to build as much as possible in this moment and then move forward from there. Oh, well, we got we got stage one done. It's time to go on the stage two. It's time to move forward. It's time to elevate. It's time to multiply. You know what I'm saying? So that we can have more. We can create more. We can grow more. We can have more people to understand what we're doing and how we're doing it. And we can have more people to do what we're doing so that life continues to be plentiful and, and, and happy and, and just for us. Um, mm-hmm. That's, you know, I mean, I think for any parent, that's what that's what I want. I want my children to be better yeah. than me mm-hmm. and to experience all the things that that I would hope I experienced in my lifetime. I want them to experience those and be done with them. Move on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like don't be 30 yeah. by a house, be 20. Right. Yeah, you ain't yeah. finished school, be 20. Buy it as soon as you can buy it. Right? Like have equity in that jump when you gotta live in it. You know? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's these are things that I swear when I somebody asked me at fifteen what I'm gonna be doing at forty I'm gonna be buying a house. All right. What? Yeah, yeah. Because that's what my parents did. You know what I'm saying? Thirty, you know, what thirty? I'm gonna be buying a house because that's what mm. my parents did. Like, like that's you know. But if my parents was living in an apartment at that time. Maybe even that wouldn't have been, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a point where I wasn't even thinking about buying a house because I wasn't approaching the age that I had thought that's where social was supposed to happen. Right? I wasn't even thinking about it. Right? Now I'm telling my children, Mm -hmm. like, actually, like, you get that refund check from the college, don't buy no Jordans. You know what I'm saying? Stop and Jordan, maybe. Don't buy no Jordans. That's right, what I yeah. do. I bought Jordans, right? You mm-hmm. put it in the bank, right? You're gonna put it in an IRA, you're gonna put it in a Roth, you're gonna put it in, you know, something interest bearing. You're gonna invest it, you want you're gonna um create from it, right? Mm-hmm. So that when it's all said and done, you can buy whatever you want. Right now, you know, right. I buy you everything. You don't need nothing. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I pay for all of it. So like go yeah. forth and be prosperous and save, you know, and when you're done, come back, live at home, save your money. You know what I'm saying? Like save your money. I don't want you to it, none of that. It, hey, is it hard to get them to, to see? Because it's like, um, I always feel like there's a disconnect between the generations just because, um, you know, we go through that period of, and I think everybody in their maturation goes to that period of feeling like you know something. Mm-hmm. And I think even the last time you were on the show, we talked about that. And I talked about how I was maybe 25 or 26 
when I realized, when I finally really realized that I don't know anything, you know, that I, you know, you know, and so the whole time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I thought everything I thought I knew was wrong. But with that yep. being said, is it hard to get uh um your kids to 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 recognize the lessons? First of all, to recognize the ally that you are to them. Because I've seen situations and I wonder if it's the same. I feel like it might not be the same for you, but I don't know as I'm asking you. But I've seen situations where kids definitely don't recognize how much of an ally their parents are. And also is it hard to get them to to uh, understand the 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 reward that you're trying to set them up for, you know, as opposed to because you know we, we you you garner a certain level of wisdom that you can hand to them, but it's up to them to use it and take it and believe it. So is that is, is there a disconnect there with your kids? Uh, and and also um, I guess have you seen it like with trying to get those messages through to them? Well, you know. Uh children are unpredictable and I've, I've noticed that the moment that you start saying look at my kid they start showing out uh <laughs> but um you know knock on wood I would say I would say that my my children have a, a degree of maturity mm. that, that um you know, I've been patient. I'm patient. Um, my wife is patient. Like we're, we're patient people in general. So like I knew, right, that if we had the right conversations and we handled them as as they should be, right? And, and I mean, the jury's still out, obviously. Like, right, right. <laughs> we're in a great spot. Like we haven't won the championship yet. Um, right. So like you know, uh, people often ask me, like, what, what's, what, what did I do? You know, what I did was try to give them everything that I wanted them to have and everything they leaned toward, I tried to amplify. Um, I tried to lend energy to. I tried to lend a voice to if necessary so that they could have what they needed and feel supported. And if you do that, Right then, when you go to let them go, right when they go away, there's a level of confidence that you have, and the level of confidence that they have. Mm -hmm. um, and so when they're 14 or 15, and you're like, oh, I, don't, I just don't understand this kid. I don't know what to be with, with <laughs> like you know, that's the time where you really gotta kind of dig into what, whatever it is that they that they digging into, you know, like really. Um, it ain't even something I started like for real for me the entire time it's been very important that my children respect me as as a resource as an ally um, as somebody that whatever it was that they needed I was going to do it I was going to be there um, and so I think probably they was in like Maybe first grade, I started having lunch with them at school. That's whenever. Just I got some time. Lunch started at eleven forty. <laughs> Let me slide through there and see if I can't have lunch with my babies. You know what I'm saying? I catch my lunch. Mm -hmm. 
might catch him in the hallway, running, playing, whatever. Might, you know, catch him in class, not paying attention, whatever it was. You know, I would pop up and I would be here for lunch. And we'd sit in the calf, embarrass them in front of their friends. And, <laughs> um, you know, it, it was cute. And I liked, I liked it, right? Like, I liked it a lot. Like, just even the embarrassing part. Um, was like I understand why fathers do this. Like, mm-hmm. like my dad embarrassed me, but I, I get it now, you know. And I'm not gonna stop doing it. And so then, maybe by like fifth grade, I would get him a, a little warning, you know. Sometime this week, I come have lunch with y'all, you know. I'm, I'm gonna embarrass you, and and they started saying, you know, you don't embarrass me, no. I like other kids parents don't show up so like mm. the only parent who kid like I mean the only kid whose parents come and eat lunch with them and my friends be like that's so cool like I wish my dad would come and eat lunch with me you know what I'm saying and like by the time they was in like middle school it was like evident like you know once you start like understanding situations you know mm. like oh like she don't even her dad don't even be around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, damn, my dad be around for everything. He be overly around. Like this nigga. Right. Yeah. Get off my yeah. back. This nigga be holding my hand. You know what I'm saying? Like when we cross yeah. the street. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so, you know, just then, right? You start allowing them the opportunity to experience life the way that it, it comes to them. And you, but you're still providing your guidance, like you're still making sure that they that they get there safely, that they get picked up safely, right? But right. but you can drop them off because now they they making decisions based on the fact that they know that they got investment in them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like people are invested in me. I have to perform on a certain level. You know what I'm saying? And as they get older, that investment has increased, and the expectation of where they will thrive and, and, and where they'll achieve it continues to grow it's commensurate with the investment that you're putting in um and that's when they they really start to value themselves like diamonds man <laughs> you're putting a lot into my development in this maybe i should work hard too you know what i'm saying like imagine if i worked hard like if, if like if, if they willing to do all of this imagine like if if i was putting in as much effort as as my parents do you know what I'm saying? Or half the effort yeah, that parents yeah. do. Like, imagine then what I would be able to accomplish. And like, you know, ultimately, like to get to that thought process, that's an 18-year-old thought process. You know what I'm saying? It takes 18 years for that. And you got to be patient because life mm-hmm. happens in a way that is not in your timeline. Like, there's not like notches. Right, and, right, right, right. When I get here, this is going to happen. When I get here, that's going to happen, right? Like, happens, it, right? It ain't like that. It's like, oh, right. this happened, and I was hoping for this, but now I got to go bop, 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 and then come back yeah, around right. it. Right? Like, like yeah, that's, yeah. that's actually how that's actually how life works. And so... Right, right. And cultivating that ability. Yeah. Cultivating that ability to adjust and adapt. Exactly, because if your timeline is right, you're good. But if it's not, you might have to tread water here for a second. You might have to slow down your pace so that you don't outpace what's happening. You might have to speed up to catch up with the trend. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I talk to them yeah. just like this business terms, all that. <laughs> like, yeah, like your yeah. life yeah, is you got to. It's your corporation. You know what I'm saying? Like your 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 um your 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 credit, right? Is your history as a as an employee, as a company, as a corporation, as an entity. Right. Right. right? This is yeah. it, it's not just what your transunion and your experience. You got credit with people. You know what I'm saying? You don't invest it. Yeah, you got equity involved in this process. And so you sometimes you want to draw a little equity, take a little out, that payment go up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like all of these things are things that they know to apply to human interaction. And so when it, as it relates to your initial question, brother, all this this last 30 minutes was all about <laughs> nah, nah, it's not... when it Go ahead. comes to what I tell my children, I tell them that when they are in a situation that they don't know what to do, that they slow down, right? look at their surroundings, breathe and go within and figure out where they are in relation to where they're going. Yeah, yeah. That's all meditation is. And and brought it back full circle to what we talked about in the beginning too. And see, I think I... I think um, I may ask you like the heavier questions when it comes to family or, you know, society or anything, but only because I feel like you, one of the people that's qualified to, 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 to answer it for no, real. So, you know, I, I don't yeah. want to ask questions. Don't, don't pitch underhanded. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. No, I know you. So no, it ain't no way you're getting uh, the easy stuff. So I'm not going to keep you too much longer because, um, you know, we usually wrap up at 830, but it's, you know, a few things I just want to uh, touch on and get your opinion on, um, you know, uh, before I let you go. One of the things you, you, you mentioned um, yourself and uh, you mentioned your wife and how she's also a good listener and um, you know, just the 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 partnership that y'all have is, is awesome. And I think that um uh the the results of that, like the 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 way your children are progressing and things like that, like the little things like like I said, that conversation we had and you talked about, you know, dropping your daughter off at college or you know, um um your kids being involved in, you know, activities and things like that. And um I, so I wanna first talk about um the selection process and choosing a person to be with um were you was that a a part of your selection process and picking your wife or was it did it just turn out that you got lucky in in that respect and and with that okay and because because i know y'all know each other for a long time and so back then you weren't even really thinking about that but how important like i always talk about selection process man like finding somebody who you can really click with and work with and connect with you know to be a good partner not just somebody who's sexy not just somebody who look good with a fat booty not just somebody who i mean you know those things can be factors but ultimately you got to find a good partner somebody you can work with and navigate this life with right and so um yeah yeah if you could speak a little bit to like selection process and, and, and finding the right person I think you gotta be friends. Um, I think you gotta have laughter. Um, I think that you gotta genuinely want what's best for each other. Um, And then I think that you gotta have some 
decisions that you have to make. Like, I think, you know, life, life puts you in position to, um, to be or not, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, and you can go the other way always, mm-hmm. always, right? You make a decision to do something, anything based on the circumstances involved in that, right? And so like, when you are selecting who to court, right? That entire process has to mean there's a level of interest that would imply something beyond courtship. The entire thing, like, so like uh, the level of friendship, because a lot of times when you marry, you might not dig each other. Mm-hmm. You might be beefing, you might be button heads, you might disagree on it. You share space, you share time, you share energy, you share finances, you share soap. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You might have to share deodorant one day if you run out and, right, you know, right. like, like, it's like you share everything with this person. And so, like, in order to be able to just function as a human, um, within that space, you got to be respectful of one another. You got to learn one another. You got to understand who's what and when and how, you know what I'm saying? And, and then, um, you know, I think if, if you check all of those boxes and then they sexy and they got a fat little booty and you know what I'm saying? Like uh, all of these things, like then you, you, you can move forward in life, but it's also just really, it's the universe. Yeah, like yeah. ultimately, like, like it's nothing about what I could say or not say that would make it so or not. I mean, you know, it's love. Love is 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 a winding road. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing that that takes us from, you know, nothingness to something to nothing again. Right, right. Right. It, it's the one constant on our trip. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? From the moment that we come here, it's the thing that we covet. It's the thing that we feel, right? From our mother's bosom to the day that they put the dirt on us. It's the thing that we want, right? Mm-hmm. And so like to to be able to find that in someone special, you know? Okay. To be able to find that in anyone is special. To be able to create children, it's like, how can we have so that that's that's the real thing, bro. Mm. We got so many people that got children and hate each other, right? That's, that's insane to me. Yeah, yeah. It's you lay like, down with this person, bro. The miracle that has occurred here is something that um, requires the utmost level of respect. It's something that binds yeah. people for forever. You know what I'm saying? Like it's but, it's the merge. So far away from that now, though, it's like it's like uh, it's flipped. It's like the any anything uh, in society that at one time was revered as miraculous is has become so mundane now, right? Like yeah. like from the the miracle of like uh, of childbirth yeah. to and um, the the reverence that we give it because we held it as such a steam to even like art or anything you know it's all just it's all uh you know manufactured now so it's okay. it's like it's no you know uh value in it anymore like, so people you know, don't put the right I also bro we we are 
let men make a decision about women, right? Something that, oh, we, yeah, that whole them, thing. we constantly do. We are constantly allowing people that are uninvolved in an issue to chime in. Like, realistically, yeah, at this their point, agendas have, and their beliefs and... your beliefs don't matter. Like, right. you don't want abortion, don't have one. Right, right. I mean, really, like, really and truly, there's nothing about the way that we live right now that is imposable. Like, we live in a non-imposing society that only imposes on women or minorities. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And if you're a woman yeah, yeah. who's a minority, yeah, that's the that's the double imposition. Bruh, right. <laughs> So, you like, know. you know, we, we got to do much better, man, as not just as men, as a society in general, as a society where women are taking control. Nothing's changing, though. Like, not like, yeah. it's like, yeah. it's like we got all of the people that said change was coming to come through, right? And now we still kind of like in the same thing and i don't yeah yeah it. not much is saying yeah. like we just yeah, yeah we just hit let not right, be right, raped so. and robbed and beat up and abused right. and, i mean like it's just you know we we have to do better is the point definitely is the thing definitely hey man I, thing, like right? i said That's i always whole hour saying I, the same I, thing Answer right, right, right. I'm sorry. No, 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 no apologies. I was just about to say, man, like like I said, I always feel like I gained something from our interactions and, and we need to have more definitely. Um be uh before because I don't um like I gotta run too, but before we wrap it up, a couple of things I want to ask you. First of all, do you see yourself uh ever running for public office again? Um probably not. Okay. I mean it's possible. Uh, I think, you know, nothing's impossible, right? But, but like, in terms of the degree of likelihood, I truly believe that change happens within. Mm. And the, the outer change that occurs is always performative. Right. So, like, when, when we see, um, when we see leadership, change there's a performance that occurred right yeah but like you know it was at the end of the day it was a basketball game we still all patrons like i don't know who won right, right. Like, yeah. you know, if we don't start changing the way that we look at leadership the way that we look at people running for office and who's doing it and their motivation i think that we uh are destined to repeat the experiences. Right, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it has changed over the last couple of years, but not in a positive direction. And so, like you said, it's gotta, we gotta take a better look at it. And it all, um, I think it all stemmed from, uh, you know, the your initial statement, people just stopping and looking around, seeing where we are and seeing where we need to go, as opposed to, I feel like a lot of people are like just on autopilot. <laughs> If they just stop and look around, they'll be like, wait, 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 wait. This can't be, yeah, this is not where we need to be, basically. We're like a walking contradiction right now. Like, everything that we do is like, hold up, so we doing this and this? <laughs> like, like, 
Hey, look, like you said, we, we like you said, we passed that same tree like three yeah, times bro, already. <laughs> three times, bro. This is the fourth time. I know that sap. Actually, marked in the tree. This is number three. The last right, time yeah. we passed it, and here we are passing it again. I gotta put another mark in this tree, man. Can we yeah, make yeah. a different turn? A different direction. Let's go straight yeah. right here instead. And yeah. so, like, you know, yeah. I think that when we start to see candidates that are different. Um, we start to see people that are different trying to uh, break into leadership roles uh, that we have to embrace that because ultimately mm -hmm. what we've had has run us into the ground and it's not working. Our babies is dying yeah. in the street. Man. Yeah, yeah. The, the most fundamental, you know, and, and taking it back to that, that feeling of helplessness. And um, but But at this point, it's something we can do. We just have to recognize and, and do it and take them steps to make it happen you know as opposed to just sitting back and saying this is terrible i wish someone would fix it you know which is what i think we've come grown accustomed you know, to doing is when is somebody going to fix it that's not saying we are waiting for someone to fix it and that's what we've been doing the whole time like mm -hmm. damn nigga slavery ended 150 years ago you know what i'm saying like and in 150 years we've come a relatively short distance like, right right from being yeah. owned to being owned owned yeah in, in different yeah context so and in some ways in the same context hey in man ways, it's, it's slaves real live slaves in america right now real live ones not i'm saying that they found some slaves down in georgia and texas like yeah. two months ago Slave. Okay. I'm enslaved. Enslaved. Yeah. I can't yeah. leave. I'm stuck here. I work the land. I work the field. I had a baby stab. All that. Slaves. So like That's now, you know, it's like, well, damn. If we got all of these pockets of behaviors that are unacceptable by the society that we know is raising us in a way that is unacceptable. And then we've altered all of our laws to include things that are unacceptable. And then right. we've altered our way of life to include things that are unacceptable. We've altered the foods that we eat to include foods that are unacceptable. We are drinking things that are unacceptable. We are an unacceptable people and truth like i mean what are we doing right what are we getting right we got electric cars but i mean cars bro and by gaining the understanding gaining the understanding of it is is, is moving in the right direction because like like putting our head up and looking around and seeing where we at that's that's you know that's the start though but and i do feel like a lot of the things that have transpired over the last few years maybe two or three years or so um have, have put people in a position to kind of wake up and look up and i think that's where a lot of things uh wheels are moving and things like that how much change is brought about is debatable but I think that recognizing the issue is a big part, is a big step in the right direction. And um, and, and so with that being said, man, look, like I said, you know, 
talking to you, I feel like I always gain something from our conversations. And um, I appreciate you so much uh, uh, for taking the time to talk to me, for uh, just, um, you know, having these enlightening conversations. I feel like, you know, people will gain from, from, from our interactions, man. So I'm glad that we were able to do this. Um, I uh, do want to talk to you um, a little bit after the show, so I want you to stay on, but um, I need to wrap up. There's two things I need to ask you real quick. Uh, yeah. The two questions I ask everybody who come on the show. The first one is, um, you had an opportunity to talk to your younger self with all the wisdom that you've gained throughout your life, everything you yeah. know up until this point. If you could go back and have a conversation with young Carl Thomas, what would yeah. you tell that young dude? Man, buy that Bitcoin, man. <laughs> buy that Bitcoin, man. As soon as the Bama come to you, I remember the Bama came to me, he said, the Bitcoin... I got them joints for $5. I said, why would I pay $5 for something that ain't worth a dollar? That don't exist, right. And don't now it's, it's... Buy that Bitcoin. I would say, uh, don't be afraid of whatever. Like, those opportunities don't, don't allow them to make you, um, you know, stand in who you are. Right, like the things that, that were offered to you, you got there because of who you are. And you should be right. confident in that. Don't, you know, don't compare who and what you are to anyone else because there's nothing like you on this earth. That, yeah. that I would yeah. I would I definitely mean, tell that nigga buy that Bitcoin. Like, that Bitcoin, man, look. I, if I had I, the chance, I, I I'm still looking into it right now. <laughs> my, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I just kicked yeah. my, my 17 year old self. Probably 21, but yeah, you know, I mean, like this shit. Yeah. Like, but, but yeah, look, and, the, and the, the second question is you know, you are um, from being um, uh, a representative to um, embarking on a lot of the things that you've done you've been in positions a lot i saw you at the national cannabis festival uh you've been in a position a lot where it's eyes on you where people looking at carl thomas when people see carl what yeah. is it that you hope they see um humility um i hope they see someone that attempts to be better every day and attempts to make the things that they interact with better every day. That everything that I met, I left it better than I found it. That every situation I went into, I made it better with my presence. And that, um, that I was thoughtful about how I can help people progress in their own mission, their own journey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you definitely um up until this point um have, have succeeded at all of that and, and continue to succeed and exceed those uh expectations. Man, I can't thank you enough for kicking it with me uh yeah. for this time for imparting some wisdom for for answering my questions with poise and focus and, and, and doing your thing, man. I uh hey man, um hundred percent I love you, man. I appreciate you yeah. and, and thank you. I love you too, brother. Yeah. I appreciate you yeah. for having me. I, I I tell you, man, every time I think, damn, I could do this every week. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I got to get you back because we ain't even get into like uh, all the stuff that you do. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we didn't talk about the acting. We didn't talk about why I saw you at the National Cannabis Festival. Yeah. We got to get yeah, into yeah. it. Uh, but uh, but yeah, man, we're gonna talk about it. Um, but Not I do have to wrap up part with... three, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. And uh, yeah, yeah, and it's gonna be, be sooner now. Like, Let's get this money. Yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> that's the uh, that, yeah, that's, that's the ultimate goal, right that, there. That, that's what our uh, grandparents used to say, right? That's one of those things, yeah, just one of those things, right. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Hey, man, thank you guys for checking out another episode of the Neighbors Livecast. On behalf of myself, Super Dave, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible, my team, uh, Just Mike, Aisha, uh, 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 Patrice, Jason, the whole squad. Uh, shout out to everybody who's doing their things this evening, and, and um, we'll be back with us next week. Uh, yeah, thank y'all. Check out another episode next week. We'll be back with more interviews, more entertainment, more education, and more fun. Have a great week. Take care of yourselves and each other. And peace.